This is Kelly Copeland, pronouns are she and hers, and I am the executive director of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Time and again, black people in our country are subjected to brutality, murder, and threats at the hands of police, white Americans, and institutions. The murders of Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, and George Floyd show us that even the murder of 12-year-old Tamir Rice here in Cleveland was not enough for our state or our nation to tear down the structural and systemic racism that is killing black people. The actions of Amy Cooper remind us that white women routinely wield our privilege as a weapon to oppress and demonize black people. This reign of terror must end. We stand in solidarity with those who are protesting these human rights abuses and demanding justice it is appalling that protesters in cities all across our state and nation have been met with tear gas, wooden and rubber bullets, and assault at the hands of police that escalated peaceful presences into militarized zones. The use of tear gas as an escalating tactic by the police must end immediately. The use of brute force and violence as a tactic during arrest must also end. Racism is a public health crisis and is the reason that Ohio has one of the worst infant and maternal mortality rates for black families in the nation. But we cannot simply name racism as a public health crisis. Words without works are meaningless. We must listen to black leaders, but this work must not fall solely on their shoulders. We will join them in advocating for concrete policies that will dismantle racism in every facet of our lives. NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio recommits to standing side by side with reproductive justice and racial justice organizations. We will amplify their voices and leverage our resources to bolster their work. We pledge to join them in building thriving communities where all people can live with dignity, equality, and freedom. Black Lives Matter. Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each week, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, YouTube, and on our website at ProChoiceOhio.org. The program also airs each Friday morning at 9 on WGRN 94.1 in Columbus, Ohio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL ProChoice Ohio. Enjoy the show! Hey, this is Gabe. This week, our office watched along with everyone else as protests covered the nation. As we watched all of this, something else happened in the Ohio House, which we think shouldn't be ignored, the introduction of a new bill uh, to help protect pregnant people during childbirth. It would require Medicaid coverage for doula services. This is House Bill 611, introduced by Representatives Paula Hicks Hudson of Toledo and Representative Erica Crawley from Columbus. Two black women in the legislature clearly committed to improving birth outcomes for people in Ohio, and especially black women, as we try to find solutions for the infant mortality crisis, which affects black women predominantly. During 
uh, testimony in House Insurance Committee. They received some uh, questions from Representative Kristen Boggs of Columbus, um, who's the ranking minority member on the committee. The three of them had a really great discussion about the need to provide additional services for pregnant people. It's a terrific discussion. We'd encourage all of you to give it a listen. And here we go with House Insurance Committee. One one forward for its first hearing sponsor testimony, Representative uh, Crawley again, and uh, Representative Hicks Hudson. Chairman Brinkman, Vice Chair Antani, Ranking Member Boggs, and members of the House Insurance Committee, thank you for the opportunity for Representative Crawley and I to provide sponsor testimony on House Bill 611, which will allow Medicaid to reimburse for doula services. Uh, even though you don't have the sub-bill in front of you, the technical changes uh, within the bill is to create an advisory board and outlines the duties of that advisory board. Doulas are birth workers who provide health and education, advocacy, physical, emotional, and non-medical support for pregnant and postpartum persons before, during, and after childbirth, otherwise known as perinatal period. Doulas provide this critical support in navigating the healthcare space for women during their pregnancy and childbirth. This time period is one of high stress when women's health is at a greater risk. The bill outlines the services doulas can provide, including prenatal and postpartum visits, birth support, providing reliable communication, assistance in finding needed health and social services, and other related administrative tasks. The Medicaid program shall determine the reimbursement, but can cover the cost up to $2,500 per pregnancies. To be eligible for Medicaid reimbursement, the doula must have valid certificate issued by doula certification organization, at least 60 hours of training, including attendance of pregnancy-related classes and instruction in cultural competency and positive reference from a birth mother and licensed health professional. The bill creates a dual advisory board to provide general advice, guidance, and recommendations to the Department of Medicaid on its coverage of doula services. The advisory board shall verify and approve an organization as a black-led community-based public health organization who can train doulas and establish a state doula registry. The bill creates parameters on who can sit on the advisory board, but shall ensure that representation comes from communities most impacted by negative maternal and infant health outcomes and prioritize individuals who provide direct services, direct service experience. The bill specifies the board shall be 40% doulas, 40% public health officials, physicians, nurses, and social workers. Representative Crawley will elaborate further for the need of this bill. Doulas provide mothers the support they need to have a healthier pregnancy. Ohio women and babies are dying due to pregnancy and childbirth. Black women and black babies are dying at a much higher rate than white Ohioans. Many of these deaths are preventable, and the General Assembly must address this crisis. And before I turn it over to Representative Crawley, I just wanted to say that this bill is, is very important to me because two of my grandchildren were, were, were birthed through this process in Georgia, and that's one of the leading states that has this type of legislation. And with that, I will, I'll turn it over to Representative Crawley, my co-sponsor. 
Greetings again. It's a long time no see. Um, <laughs> Chairman Brinkman, Vice Chair Antani, Ranking Member Boggs, and members of the House Insurance Committee, thank you for the opportunity for Representative Hicks Hudson and I to provide sponsored testimony on House Bill 611, which will allow Medicaid to reimburse for doula services. Medicaid covers 50% of the 138,000 plus births in Ohio each year. However, these vital services are not covered by Medicaid. Doulas are birth workers who provide health education, advocacy, and physical, emotional, and non-medical support for pregnant and postpartum persons before, during, and after childbirth, otherwise known as the perinatal period. Numerous studies have documented the benefits of having a doula present during childbirth. A recent Cochrane review, continuous support for women during childbirth, showed a very high number of positive birth outcomes when a doula was present. With their support, women were less likely to have pain relief medications administered and less likely to have a cesarean birth. Women also reported having a more positive childbirth experience. Other studies have shown that having a doula as a member of the birth team decreases the overall cesarean rate by 50%, the length of birth by 25%, the use of oxytocin by 40%, and requests for an epidural by 60%. The continuous support of doulas before, during, and after childbirth have decreased pregnancy risk and resulted in increased patient satisfaction. Because doula services are not covered by Medicaid, many individuals have to pay for these services out of pocket or forgo them altogether. Doula organizations do their best to provide affordable services to those who benefit most from their services. However, to do this and ensure that doulas are receiving a livable wage and compensation, many doula organizations are absorbing the cost of the services. Four states, including New York, Oregon, Massachusetts, and Minnesota, have implemented legislation in which Medicaid will provide reimbursement for doula services. In February, California introduced legislation to create a full-spectrum doula care pilot program for Medicaid beneficiaries. Georgia is um, on the verge of signing uh, legislation into law. In Ohio, Medicaid covers certain prenatal services, including prenatal vitamins and ultrasounds. Medicaid also covers some home visiting programs. We know that these resources contribute to a successful and healthy pregnancy. In 2017, approximately 810 women died from preventable causes related to pregnancy and childbirth every day. In the US every year, 700 to 900 new and expectant mothers die with an additional 500,000 experiencing life-threatening postpartum complications. The majority of the deaths are from preventable causes. Black women in the United States are three to four times more likely to die from childbirth or pregnancy-related deaths or causes than white women. Ohio's maternal death rate was 14.7 per 100,000 live births between 2008 and 2016. The Ohio Department of Health's Pregnancy Associated Mortality Review report released in November of 2019 found that, found that during this time, there were 610 pregnancy-related deaths in Ohio. Of those, 100, 186 women died due to pregnancy-related reasons. Black women died at a rate more than two and a half times that of white women, accounting for 34% of the pregnancy-related deaths while only making up 17% of the women giving birth. Over half of all pregnancy-related deaths, 57% between 2012 and 2016, were preventable. According to the March of Dines, 2019 preterm birth report card, the preterm birth rate in the United States has worsened for a fourth year from 9.63% to two in 2015 to 10.2% in 2018. Premature birth and its complications are the largest contributors to infant death in this country and globally. Ohio's rate is higher at 103 
which is higher than the national rate, and is one of the worst disparities in the country. For black women, Ohio, the preterm birth rate is 49% higher than the rate among all other women. For black babies, the preterm birth rate is 14.2. Access to continuous labor support for doulas is especially vital for birthing people of color. Black women experience higher rates of poor birth outcomes, including higher cesarean preterm birth, low birth weight, and infant death. Studies that significant show that the significant racial disparities in birth outcomes continue to exist even after accounting for factors like the pregnant person's income, education, marital status, tobacco, alcohol use, and insurance coverage. In other words, health and social factors alone can't explain the higher rates of poor birth outcomes among black people. Then what does explain the health inequity? Researchers have proposed that African-Americans are subjected to individual, institutional, and other forms of racism throughout their lives. These experiences build on each other and are uniquely stressful, and the increased, and the increased stress can negatively impact pregnancy outcomes. In a study published by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services in 2016, looked at the cost effectiveness of doula care and the reduction of preterm birth and cesarean delivery. Women who received doula support had lower preterm and cesarean birth rates than Medicaid beneficiaries globally. I mean, I'm sorry, regionally. Women with doula care had 22% lower odds of preterm birth. The cost effectiveness analysis indicate potential savings associated with doula support reimbursed at an average cost of 986, ranging from 929 to $1,047 across states. And Ohio was included in that study. The study also found that on average, doula-supported deliveries among Medicaid beneficiaries regionally would have saved $58.4 million and um, 3,288 preterm births each year. Of the 10,000 simulated scenarios comparing Medicaid-funded Med Medicaid deliveries with doula support to Medicaid-funded regionally, 73.3% resulted in cost savings and 25.3 were cost effective. It is our responsibility to do everything that we can to ensure that families come first in Ohio and mothers can live their lives without the fear of dying during or after childbirth. Thank you again for the opportunity to speak on behalf of this legislation. And at this time, Representative Hicks Hudson and I would be happy to answer any questions that the committee has. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your testimony. Um, I just looked up how midwives and doulas are deaf different. It's very informative. Are there any uh, questions of uh, Ranking Member Boggs? Thank you, Chairman, and thank you, Representatives, for your testimony today. I think this is an incredibly important bill, and um, I'm curious as to what would or how would a patient or pregnant woman um, get connected to doula services now if she is on Medicaid and this, this isn't covered? How does, she, how, how does that relationship come together? And if this bill passes, are there measures in this bill that will help uh, pregnant women become connected to more doulas? Because I think the basis of your testimony is um, the, the benefit of the better health outcomes um, would, would, I think, incentivize us trying to connect patients with doula care um, if they might not realize that that's something they're eligible for or that they have an option to be connected with. So does that bill um, address getting the, the patients connected as well as paying for that service? 
Thank you for that question to the chair, to uh, Ranking Member Boggs. Um, the legislation itself does not specifically address linkage from patients to providers or doulas. However, we are hoping, and we have talked with the managed care plans who already are working with doula organizations like um, Root, Restoring Our Own Through Transformation here in Columbus, Birthing Beautiful Communities in Cleveland, as well as Cradle Cincinnati and Queens Village Down in Cincinnati, and they have been working working um, together. Uh, some of the organizations already have pilot programs and they are, um, women are being connected just from word of mouth or them being in the community. Um, also the organizations are out in the community um, as well as um, there are uh, group prenatal um, meetings that take place. We also have Celebrate One here in Ohio. So it would be our hope that as uh, patients are seeing their OBGYNs um, and going to the doctors that they are also given um, information about the doulas and the benefits that they propose, as well as if they are getting um, Medicaid eligibility and they get a packet for Medicaid um, for their pregnancy and they're connected to all different resources that um, certified doula organizations would be included in those resources to let them know that this service is available and they should take advantage of it because, I mean, obviously it has life-saving um, implications, but also cost savings. If when doulas are connected with um, birthing people, they're able to ad identify complications early on. So that, you know, also lends itself to um, getting treatment earlier, uh, less uh, time spent in the hospital and things of that nature. So I would hope that whenever women are going to see their provider or getting coverage that these resources are given at that time. I hope that answered your question. Thank you. Mr. Chair and to uh, uh, ranking member, from Northwest Ohio perspective, there is a pilot program which works with the Neighborhood Health Association and they actually have a, a program in which uh, in terms of just providing this information. And as Representative Crawley says, the bill does not address it directly, but it would provide an opportunity for those community-based health associations to be able to add this as a part of their services so that um, whether their patients um, can come there and, and get this additional service. And as the representative spoke about, this is really a cost-saving measure that not only protects the, the financial pocketbook of, of our state, but also will help you know have healthy babies, healthy families. Lucas County has one of the highest rates of infant mortality and maternal minority mortality in the state of Ohio. So this is a very, this is one tool that can be used to help to address that particular issue, which again, deals with cost. So thank you for that question and thank you, Mr. Chair. Uh -huh. To the chair, um, to ranking member Boggs, the managed care plans are involved in in this conversation as well. Um, I think it was Senate Bill 233. I might have it wrong. 232. Um, that was from Senator Tavares and Senator Shannon Jones, where there had to be a study done talking to um, birthing people about their experiences and what they needed, and then the um, mom and baby bundle access to care and doula services was mentioned in that. And I have, uh, along with a representative Paula Hickson, has been in contact with CareSource. Um, and I know Medicaid has talked to, the Department of Medicaid is, has engaged all of the managed care plans in this conversation about doula support. 
Yes. Thank you for that information. Um, I think for many of us in this room, it's just unfathomable to think that in 2020, a woman could could lose her life in childbirth. Um, and it's especially egregious when we hear that some of the complications that result in her loss of life are preventable. I think the number you quoted um, was 14 out of 100,000 births over several years, was the average over several years. And I, I just think that it's absolutely unconscionable that we don't do something to address that. But to, I think, underscore the importance, can you just talk a little bit about what the complications are that arise during childbirth that result in, in loss of life and how those could be circumvented either by the services that doula per, doulas provide and that access to care component? Mr. Chair, to the ranking member, um, I'm going to start off first because I did, um, starting last year, did a, num a series of conversations with health care providers. And one of the biggest things that uh, they said to me was that so oftentimes um, a, a pregnant mother will come unhealthy into that pregnancy. And so what a doula is able to do is to is to build a relationship and help educate that mom and the father on some of those things that needs to happen because of the because of unfortunately because of institutional racism issues of high blood pressure issues of diabetes those things are unfortunately more prevalent in in minority communities um, the other issue about distress in and of itself and as we know there's a lot of studies that show what, what stress can do to um, to people as they're just being uh, healthy. Um, so these are some of the underlying conditions that occur that if they are not uh, recognized, not helped, you know, and the, the, the pregnant moms, the pregnant families are not able to help navigate out of that and, and take care of themselves, it's, it ends up with, you know, unfortunately with um, bad outcomes. Um, I believe that Representative Crawley will talk about some other aspects of it as well. But one of the things that came out of those early conversations that we had with providers and with, with um, former uh, uh, patients was just the, the not being able to see and understand the circumstances by which a family comes to, to the, um, a pregnancy with all those underlying issues that they have to address. So, To the chair, to Ranking Member Boggs, um, some of the uh, leading causes of death and complications um, are what uh, Representative Hicks has mentioned, as well as a severe hemorrhage um, and preeclampsia and eclampsia, high blood pressure, as well as cardiovascular um, issues are the three leading causes of death here in the state of Ohio, um, and then nationally the same. Um, so um, part of the issues are um, when it comes to trusting women or when they are in the healthcare system, we have, you know, Serena Williams has talked about it, um, her experience, as well as um, Judge Hatchett and her, uh, her 
um, daughter-in-law um, passed away after giving birth to her uh, second son, had to have a C-section, and then when she was in the hospital, she was talking about, um, right after giving birth, she was complaining about pain in her uh, abdominum and um, she had blood in her catheter and her husband uh, Charles went and let the nurse know like there's blood in her catheter. They came and um, evaluated her, said that they were going to do um, some x-rays. It took several hours for them to do x-rays. I think they alerted the staff around, I think he said five, six o'clock in the evening. They ended up taking her to emergency section surgery around midnight and she passed away on the operating table. So that is one way. Um, obviously she was hemorrhaging she had internal bleeding. It was not addressed. It was not taken seriously. When we think about Serena Williams, um, you know, she already had uh, um, issues with blood clots in her lungs. She was in the hospital, had given birth to her daughter, was complaining about um, having trouble with breathing. The nurse said, you know, you just had birth, gave birth. It's okay. You just take some pain medicine. Um, she continued to complain. And then she finally, excuse me, had to raise hell. They did an x-ray and found that she had blood clots in her lungs. Or then for me, I've talked about it before. I gave birth to twins, um, went into preterm labor at 18 weeks, had an emergency C-section at 32 weeks, um, 34 weeks. And shortly after, um, about a week and a half later, had some complications, was in Youngstown. That's where I'm originally from. Went to the hospital with my mom um, and was just sitting in the waiting room uh, for hours. And they had me drink barium. Uh, they thought I might have had a bowel obstruction. Um, but it took several hours for them to just tell me that I had a pocket of blood that was... Um, forming in my pelvis, and that it would dissipate over time and you could just go home. During that time that I was sitting in the waiting room with my mother, I was freaking out. I had twin girls, had an emergency C-section, was breastfeeding and pumping at the same time because my children were premature, so they had to be on a special formula along with breast milk. I did not have any of that with me. I didn't have my twins with me. I didn't have my breast pump, um, and nobody said anything. I was like, can you give me some more information on what's going on? Can, can we get these x-rays done? Nothing. And luckily, I mean, they dismissed it like it's just a pocket of blood forming, but that's how people have internal bleeding and they hemorrhage and they bleed out. And I sat in the hospital in the waiting room for several hours and wasn't taken seriously. It was dismissed. Um, and so those are the complications that we see. That is how we see people who could have survived these things if they were addressed die. But when we have doula support who is non-medical, they work in partnership with OBGYNs and the other birthing teams. They're not trying to take or replace that, but they are there with the, the birthing family on a regular basis. They see the, the patient probably more than the, the doctor does. Um, and so that's, they're able to help them identify when complications are arising instead of people just waiting at home or when they're in the hospital, they can, they can help them advocate for themselves so they don't get into a situation where they lose their life unnecessarily. And this is white women, this is black women, this is Ohio's women that are losing their lives unnecessarily to preventable causes. So thank you. Mr. Chair, if I could just add something, because I think it's important for us to recognize that what we're, what we're advocating in this bill is another tool that can be a preventative measure. Uh, Representative Crawley said a couple of words I think are very crucial. One is to be an advocate. Um, and we know, unfortunately, that so oftentimes that many professional uh, situations come, come into play and the individual 
I won't say it's dismissed, but if there's another voice that can help navigate that system, then we'll have better outcomes. So this bill will allow for that advocate to be there. And I will say that when my daughter had her first child in Georgia and we're in Ohio, the doula that she had was able to be to step in and to help answer those questions that she may not be able to have gotten answered through the doctor. And there were sometimes they were medical questions, sometimes they were just, you know, what type of car seat do you need kinds of questions. And all those things can help reduce the stress that a mom, a, d a dad, young families are trying to go through. And this bill will allow for another mechanism so that we can truly have healthy babies, have healthy citizens, have communities where folks can grow, and that also we will be able to uh, reduce those costs and really bring about, I think, a, a, a sea change in health care for our, our families here. So with that, I'm going to stop talking. Oh, great. Are there any additional questions? Seeing none, thank you very much for your testimony today.